0: So welcome to the uh, the next episode of Talent Ed. Um, As you know, this podcast is brought to you uh, by the team at Chapter 2. And our ambition really is to bring people onto this podcast to help educate people who are in the employer branding and talent acquisition space uh, by sharing with you some of the tricks, tips, ways of working for some of the biggest you, the biggest uh, corporates uh, around the world of how they attract talent to their business, so you might learn something from it and take it to your business. Uh, this month, I'm really excited to introduce you to a friend of mine, uh, Brad Rose. Hello, Brad. Hey, Leo. How are you doing? You're good. I'm good. So um, I've been trying to get Brad onto this for a little while now. Brad is uh, an ex-executive for LinkedIn. And is probably someone who I've been personally leaning into recently to understand and to get some insights as to how LinkedIn actually works. And what are the algorithms? When I go on to um, conferences and when I go to uh, events, one of the most popular uh, stands or most popular talks is the best 10 hacks for LinkedIn. So what we are going to be talking about today is trying to peel back the curtain or try to reveal um, some of the best ways and best best methods if you like for um, uh, employer brands to maximize their ability to attract talent uh, to their business using linkedin and you know with 600 million profiles around the world for linkedin for me, it still is the standout social platform for, um, for companies to use when, it's, when they're looking to hire talent. Uh, but I want to bring uh, Brad in to tell you a little bit about his background and what his opinion of LinkedIn for employee brand concerns. So Brad, why don't you give us your, your point of view? Yeah, cheers Though um, well, to, to give you a bit of a background, um,
1: when I was at university and even school, I was fortunate enough that I did see the value of LinkedIn quite early and the benefit that it can deliver from a networking perspective i think any job or internship or sort of business friendship that I've, I've ever sort of got has been through linkedin uh or originally through linkedin and then emails to contacts and then eventually has resulted in a great relationship or a job or an opportunity or whatever it may be so i was lucky enough I saw that from a really young age um and a friend from university um sort of jumped on the the linkedin grad scheme and he was telling me about it It was called the business leadership program and um and 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 yeah, this 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 sort of journey began. So July last year, I um I, I joined LinkedIn on the business leadership program, and that was rotational around the business and their Amir headquarters in Dublin. Um, and from then onwards, I, I worked in the, the business development department, uh, specifically for LinkedIn Learning. But where my real passion lied at LinkedIn was sort of coaching uh, professionals, university students, and students alike um, to to get the most out of LinkedIn. Um, from a free perspective, without utilizing the the premium or the, the 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 paid sales navigator tool, which is often out of reach of of a traditional budget of whether you're a professional or a student, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's it's an expensive sort of um, implementation to the platform, but you can really get extreme value from LinkedIn itself. And like you were saying there, from an employer brand perspective and/or employee advocacy perspective, LinkedIn is the place to be. Um, I think. More than anything, you really trust it when a connection of yours or a a contact within your network is pushing a message out to you. You you really engage with it. You can you can like it. You can see the human nature of of that communication. Whereas if let's say um, PwC is pushing out a message about their grad scheme, I mean it's it's obviously believable. But at the same time, you're thinking this is coming from an HR department who want good talent. Whereas If I was on the grad scheme at PwC, like many of my friends are, and they posted about the experience at the grad scheme, and how amazing it was, whether that's on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, or even TikTok now, like you you believe it way more. And um, there's there's, there's some stats, which I'm sure you can give to your viewers after, but um, content shared on LinkedIn receives eight times the amount of engagement um, if it's posted by actual employee, rather than the actual employer from a employer brand itself.
0: Yeah I think I think actually we, we should do that actually after this uh, podcast we will um we'll, we'll write up some of these uh, tips and tricks and, and ways of, or to get the best from from LinkedIn and we'll put it on our website for as a downloadable document and sure. um, so, so you, you touched on a lot of stuff there so we you touched on very briefly um, personal profiles versus company profiles uh, which I previously um, talked a lot about with with my clients you've also talked about uh, personal stories and recommendations. So I want to start to sort of pick that apart a bit and break that down. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, the personal recommendation side of things. So um, you're, you're right. The in my experience, the, um, the the employer brand doesn't just sit at the employer company LinkedIn page. It should sit with every individual that works for that company, as a LinkedIn page that says they work there. Yeah. Now, While content can be pushed out through LinkedIn and the company page, it, it can be amplified massively if uh, the employees of that business continue to either like or share. If they, you know, uh, you told me, this one of the, uh, one of the, the um, uh, things about LinkedIn is that, you know, if, if um, you post something on LinkedIn, and I like it, um, not only do all of my connections now see your post, but all of the connections that you are not connected with will see your post. So they, they, they get the opportunity to expand your reach through that post automatically. Mm, exactly. Think, thinking about that when it comes to um, uh, a, a piece of content that they might be wanting to promote regarding uh, diversity and inclusion in the business, Mm. Think about that with something as simple as uh, a job advert. You know, if I'm a company profile and I've got a few thousand followers, um, but I've also got a few thousand employees that probably got a few thousand more followers, you can think about the amplification of how far that job can reach. And if somebody within your business is sharing it, um, it is also a personal recommendation. Like, I work here. It's a good place to be. And if you want to work here too, then here's a job, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. And like you say, it's, um, it's the network effect you see. So you see it at universities, companies, uh, societies, sports clubs, but at LinkedIn, it's it's even more sort of substantial. The fact that like you said, Leo, like if I put a post on this morning about um, something I've got up to at my workplace, you like it, you comment on it, whatever it is, um, that will go up to your network. And if you've got a thousand people, they're going to be seeing it as well. So more than anything, I think, as good as a company page is, it needs to be sharp. It needs to have every sort of box ticked where the real value comes in is engaging your employees and really pushing that content out through them. But organically, I think there's a lot of, I don't know I mention names, but there's a lot of sort of employee advocacy solutions out there, which aren't organic and businesses are just saying, right, share this, share this report, share that report. But there's, there's lots of different elements to that, which, is why they never get any likes or why that will never actually reach your Instagram page. If, if I like someone's, because it doesn't have the organic value there Um, it's not consistent enough. And I think at the the same time, there's no passion behind it. Um, I think you you see some amazing um, content providers um, on, on LinkedIn who are super passionate about what they do. And those are the guys and, and girls who, who are really, really sort of getting 500, 600, 700 likes on their, on their posts. And yeah. their engagement must be mad and having millions of profile views. Um, and if you link that back to a company
0: page, then that looks incredible on the company. So, so, so let, let's just drill into that a bit more. So, so, so if you've got employees that are posting stuff out, they should link that back to the company page which could, could then drive more followers back to the company profile, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I think a point on that to, to be really, really wary of is links. Um, so I think we discussed this the other day when, when, we, when we caught up, but the idea with links is to really avoid them in your post. Um, if I'm posting about, um, let's say, a job advert, as, as you used an example a second ago. So you've got a job advert. If, if I'm posting this job advert, I don't want to be posting it in my actual post. I want to be talking about my experience of that role or of my time in that department or in that company and explaining about what the role of the job is, maybe some key points about the job, some requirements, but don't put the link in there. Make sure you put the link in the comments because when you put the link in a post, that's going against the LinkedIn algorithm because ultimately LinkedIn have paid solutions. So they've got, their sort of marketing solutions and talent solutions which is actually sort of combined now into one so they want if you're sharing a job they want you to use that paid solution which is thousands of pounds to promote that job so as soon as you put a job link in your post the linkedin algorithm clocks onto that and you're, bot- you're, you're pretty much bottom of the algorithm That's really interesting. whereas if, if you're putting in a comment it's not actually in the post um and at the same time i think if you're looking at a post it's organic you've, you've you've written about sort of your experiences in 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 that role and it's got a few comments and a few likes you're more likely to engage in it anyway so i think that's that's a really good point which um i think any talent professionals um looking at sort of implementing something like this should focus on
0: yeah i, I must admit uh i i was when i, I realized this, i was getting punished for that because yeah i was doing two things to be honest with you i i will personally um confessed that i was being lazy so when my company profile posted something i would just go share right yeah. and then i'd wonder hold on a second this post that i sent out last week which was like i don't know about you know i don't know my my daughter or my son's pinata that i was pointing at for his uh, for his birthday got like lots and lots of likes and and this really insightful piece of work that we've done because I've, I've just shared it has not many likes and it's because. I've been lazy, right? I didn't actually take that content, give my own personal point of view to that content, um, take time to create, cu- curate something and then post it out from my point of view. Then because link, LinkedIn saw I was just sharing something, they just sent me straight down, straight down the pecking order, right? Yep. If I put some work into that post, then LinkedIn would have pushed it up and then a few people would have seen it, they would have liked it and then the engagement would have amplified and gone further, right?
1: Exactly that, exactly that. And the, and the more consistent you are with your sort of organic and passionate posts uh, and the more consistent you are with remembering, right, let's put this in the comments or um, really utilizing the, the space that you actually do have on a LinkedIn post, um, the higher and higher you go up the algorithm. So you, you see some, some people sort of posting the most basic things. It, it could literally be a blank post, but it's more likely to be on thousands of profiles than say something you shared from chapter two, which is the most insightful thing ever.
0: Um, if, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- no, definitely, definitely does. And um, is a, here a, a controversial one for you that I've seen, and I, I've, I think I've, through my own posting, I made my position on this quite clear. Hmm. Is LinkedIn um, a business-only social platform, or is it okay, in your view, to um, show a bit more about you as a person, your life, your family? I've yeah. seen people, and I. Don't, I'm not going to be that nasty, but I don't agree with it when I see save that for Facebook or something like. I hate seeing that sort of stuff because for me, work is you know a big part of my life. My, my colleagues know me personally, my clients know me personally, so I want the uh, LinkedIn. I want the LinkedIn people to know me personally. So I think yes, there is a balance to be made, but I can't stand it when I see um, dots for Facebook, not for LinkedIn. What's your view?
1: Yeah, I mean. Um I think I've had this discussion a lot recently with sort of clients and and friends and family who I've been helping out with with LinkedIn Um, and I think it really goes back to knowing your industry and knowing what's best for your industry Um, I think for me working in tech at LinkedIn I originally came from the viewpoint like no this is your digital brand this is This is your brand that you would have had at school or university or in your first job. It's the brand that people see you in and and that persona you push off that digitized. So for me, and and you were likely, I think we're we're pretty similar. I would definitely post about, for example, I did a post about cold water swimming about a year ago and it had massive engagement and people loved it. But if I was, um, I don't know, a partner of a law firm, would 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 that be so appropriate? I'm, I'm not sure because I'm not in that industry. And I think it really is um, just very personal in terms of what you want to be posting. But I think in terms of the criticism and stuff, leave, leave people to it. I think you have the option of uh, disconnecting or <laughs> unfollowing them if yeah. you don't be seeing that. But I really do think from a hiring perspective, a sales perspective, whatever it may be, but specifically for this podcast, a hiring perspective, linkedin being passionate on linkedin is the easiest way for a hiring manager to see the personality of that person that's why i make mine as sort of um out there as i possibly can about my passions i say i like triathlon i like open water swimming i've started crossfit whatever it may be because you as a hiring manager might like crossfit also and and you're way more likely to sort of jump in and have a conversation with me if you also like crossfit and we can have a sort of icebreaker about crossfit and i think it makes it easier for the hiring manager and me as
0: a candidate well i think you're right i think you know one of the things that we talk about chapter two all the time is that you know if your content for your employer brand or your, your your vacancies and your talent attraction strategies if your content doesn't show you a world in which it's like to work for us the you know the type of people that work for us the fun that we have, the work that we do. If you if you, if you, don't open up and show people what it's like to work here through these platforms, yeah. um, they, they don't know, right? So they're just throwing a CV at a, a wall, hoping it sticks. And even if it does stick and they like you, you don't know if you really like them because you haven't been able to see what it's like in that business. So you might get there and go, oh my God, this is horrendous. It's not like me at all. I'm glad I got the job, but I'm going to leave in three months when I find something better. So, yeah. so, So content isn't just about attracting talent. It's about, Um, giving that window in which for them to see what it's like working there so you get the right talent, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I I totally agree. To to really encourage um, your employees, uh, let's say, PwC, for example, again, or or Salesforce or whoever the employer is, to really encourage their employees to go out there and be themselves and put out that personal brand that reflects the overall umbrella brand is really important because – I think you need to know like you say when you're going into an organization am I going to enjoy this job more than just sort of like it pays well and it's an opportunity it's a job because I think me sort of looking for opportunities I, I look for more than that now and I know all my friends do as well um, and my, my connections on LinkedIn are looking for more than just a job or a salary they're looking for a culture they're really looking for sort of strong values which they see from the company career page but then also the employees that are currently working there yeah
0: and i think i think i don't know of any other uh, agencies that specifically do what chapter 2 does so that there's a reason why i've brought together uh within one functionality high value high quality content that creates that window and an in-house recruitment capability that 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 um, sees the people that are engaging with that content, the audience, and looks to bring them in and, and sell the benefits and bring them into, the, into their world. Because there's, yeah. two things, there's two things at play, really. The, the, there's one thing at play, which is um, the, the, the content shows how compatible you two are as organization and individual. And yeah. if I like what you're putting out there and I can see you're my kind of company, then I'm going to apply for a job. And then that's the employer branding piece done and when you are um in that you know interview session or first stage screening session with the in-house talent team that we provide um you're then assessing the second thing which is we like you but are you capable of doing the job so let's talk about your capability let's talk about your experiences and stuff which can't be articulated through content so that's why i think it's so important these things have to come together and i've seen too many businesses separate them out you know
1: Yeah, and I totally agree. And I think it's really important to like focus on the order that you just sort of explain that in. It was the sort of capability second and sort of the actual fit first, because I think someone can be capable and go into an organization, but they won't do well because they're not a fit in that organization and they don't fit in culture. They don't add to the culture, which I think is an important element. You don't fit in. you're, You're always adding to a culture. But you, then you you are looking at if they fit in and then you're going right you you will fit in but are you, are you capable and i think that's the right
0: order uh, to do it in so uh, kudos okay. to you guys uh, let's let's get back to some sort of um some tactics that you and i talked about that we'd share um let's talk about the company profile for a start because you know if you're if you're responsible for employer branding um you've got to you will have obviously a company page and it needs to be um tidy clean presentable but you obviously know all of the facets of, um, that are available to um, employer brand managers that are responsible for you know, the company page within LinkedIn. Can you take us through the sections, the best use of the sections, the use of video, and maybe even I think you might even have a case study that, or something an ex- example that you might want to share?
1: yeah sure so um i mean if, if we're looking at a, a company case study I'd, I'd recommend everyone to just pop onto linkedin and and such in, in the search bar salesforce um i know it's a massive company but it's a really great sort of example to show how a company page should look um and i think with these company pages if you're wanting to pay linkedin large amounts of money to talent solutions or marketing solutions to really pump your page out there with the best sort of employer brand that that that's fine but I don't think the value is there. I think you can achieve a lot more value by having um, a more basic sort of company page, which ticks all the boxes. So you have your about section. You you sort of have all your employees on LinkedIn actually linked up to your company page. I think that's a that's a really basic one. I see when I was working at LinkedIn in business development as well. You you, you go on a company page where the HR director just told you that there's 100 employees in the UK. And, and you've gone to LinkedIn and there's only 10 and, and you think, is is that accurate? Well, obviously, the HR sort of director, manager knows the employee count, but on LinkedIn, there's only 10 people. So yeah. going back to that limit of looking on pages and looking at the sort of transparency that that gives you, you, you need to encourage all your employees to sort of jump onto that company page and link those um, accounts up through yeah.
0: the, the. So what you're saying there is, um, you know, instead of focusing on spend... Because let's be honest, right? Um, employer brand teams do not have the budgets that they, I feel they should have, right? Yeah. So if, if an employer brand wants to really amplify and attract talent and show the market what a great way it looks after its talent, what a diverse workforce it has, it probably hasn't got the marketing budgets that a marketing company would do or marketing team would do anywhere close to an employer branding. And actually... I believe that employer brand is now starting to sit more shoulder to shoulder with the marketing brand, because, you know, when people buy from that company, they also look at how they treat their employees. So what you're saying really here is, um, uh, you know, it's it's how you spend your money instead of spending lots of money on these, you know, absolutely quite right, fantastic talent solutions and tools and capabilities. But if you don't have that budget, um, focus more on the hygiene factors of the the, the the homepage itself, making sure that your employees are all uh, connected with your business, make sure your employees are all sharing your content and make sure that the sections that you can use uh, that are available to you that you might not have the, you know, have the budget to, to use are maximized, if you like. Exactly that, yeah, 100%. I, I would agree with that. And, um, and sort of going on from that, you,
1: you let's say you have a budget of 10K, um, rather than spending that budget on a LinkedIn solution. And, and by the way, LinkedIn solutions are incredible, but if you've got a small budget, I think there's better ways to spend your money, such as a video or something, something in going around interviewing a number of your employees that work there and, and using that content on the company page and then equally, as we spoke about before, pumping that out to your, to your own employees. Yeah, yeah. And, and rather than them sharing a link of a YouTube video send them the actual sort of the, the, the video file and let them upload it themselves. And there's no way of the algorithm sort of jumping back and saying, actually they're trying to advertise a company. You're, you're just pumping out organic, organic contact, uh, content, sorry, from your own LinkedIn page. But yeah, I, I, I see that the company page is um, a very sort of staple vanilla element to uh, an employee advocacy or branding strategy, to be honest with you, something to
0: solidify, but don't focus on too heavily. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I'd agree 100% with that. Um, and and one thing that I want to touch on that, again, I've talked about before, but, you know, use it as a, a, a portal um, in which good content can flow through, you know. Um, don't just rely on, uh, you know, uh, the LinkedIn algorithms. The quality of the stuff you put on there will speak volumes. You know, it is like a blender. You put crap in, crap will come out the other end, you know. Um, but you don't have to spend tens of thousands of pounds on this content. And the two things I always say to every employer brand person that I work with is, instead of me coming to your business with a film crew and filming your offices and all your people and uh, maybe a city landscape because everybody has got a drone these days, what first thing, go, and, go to your marketing department, right? And find out, they've probably got an agency they work with on the marketing side, right? They probably paid for assets to uh, promote the brand or the business themselves already and understand what assets you can then take and sweat even harder to then repurpose to promote the, um, the talent and all the, 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 the people that work at the business. Yeah. Furthermore, the, um, the best way uh, to talk about and sell the culture of your business, um, and Amina Falarin touched on this from my old agency, Oliver, is is by using your own people to tell those stories and you don't need a film crew to tell those stories iphones can do them for you and they can be done and they can be more authentic if you use your own people to talk about their career journeys you know yeah. um, and and when you've got your own people uh talking about how amazing the company used to work for and how they've been looked after people potentially looking into work for that company will see if that you know there are there they are akin to those individuals and um, understand that, they, that it's a place they want to be and they will tra- attract them to come work there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I've listened to that podcast as well, and I was I was agreeing with it throughout.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, let's talk a bit about uh, posting because everybody um, does a, a lot of posting. You know, I, I do it, um, and you know, um, we always look for the engagements engagement. Um, there are some ways in which you can post that uh, help get more um, engagement, we'll say. Um, we've talked about a number of things today. Um, some of them I think are really good. Um, some of them think are not so good. Um, but what we're trying to talk about here is dwell time, right? Because a LinkedIn algorithm around dwell time, tell if, you, if, if, you're, if, if you're dwelling on a, post, a particular post, for a period of number of seconds, LinkedIn are seeing that you like that post and you're dwelling on it, so they push it up the algorithms, right? Do you wanna talk a bit about that? Yeah, for sure, exactly. And um, like you said, there's there's lots of
1: elements to, to a good post. And again, when we were talking about sort of um, you, you, your personal brand on LinkedIn, it's subjective and it can be down to industry. But what I'd normally say for someone looking for opportunities, for example, or looking for sales leads or whatever it may be, um, really just focus on bringing energy to that post. And again, bringing your brand to that post. So if you're all about sort of color and passion and and drive, like maybe throwing some emojis there. I think emojis are a really nice way to stand out from the crowd. I think more and more people are doing it, but it's still niche and and yeah, jump in as and when you can. Um, But but, but yeah, like you were saying about, that's just one example of emojis, but, but dwell time sort of jumping onto that. That's that's really essential because the amount of people you'll know and I'll know and, and listeners today, viewers, um, however this is formatted, will, will know is that there are passive sort of LinkedIn scrollers or users that don't like to like, comment, share, whatever it may be. And the way the AI works on LinkedIn and the engineering team, and we, we can share an article with, for, the, for the viewers after as well, which I sent over to you before, Leo, is, is that they still need to register what these passive users are registering and reading and, and wanting more of. And the way they do that is dwell time. So if I'm a passive user and you share a great post, I'm, I'm actually reading this organic sort of passionate post that you've written. I'm thinking, great, this is awesome, but I'm a bit shy on LinkedIn. I, I don't know if I want to like this for whatever reason that still registers and that still goes towards Pumping you up the, the the algorithm, which I think I think is such an important thing to remember. Um, and I've got some points here. So, like we were saying, yes, use emojis, whatever it may be. Use use see more because I think we're very inquisitive as like a as, a as a as humans really. And if you see part of a post which interests you, whether it be big capitals saying um, fresh fresh announcement at Chapter Two or fresh announcement announcement at PwC, whatever it may be, that's that's a rubbish example, but something like that. And then sort of use the return key twice it will come up when you post it as see more so i'm thinking what is leo just posted so i want to see more so when i click see more that's dial time that's you clicking on the post without liking or engaging with it you you, no one sees that apart from the algorithm so you click see more and then you see the full post and it it, 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 whatever it is is it could have a sort of a paragraph element to, to every sentence you do but it's taking longer to read maybe because of that and then again dwell time so I think I think that's really important um how that really
0: pumps up the, the algorithm you know, there are two examples I, I give of that one's a personal one um so what I, I um I uh, met a, a friend uh once who gave me a lot of uh, advice on um how to improve my personal brand is uh it was a, 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 a really impressive guy called Stephen Bartlett. And uh, he was telling me a bit about how you improve your social brand. He's phenomenal at it. And um, uh, he said to me, you know, talk to me a bit about, you know, what you're doing in chapter two. I said, well, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, selling uh, and sometimes I'm putting out fires. You know, and I said to him, I'm everything from the head chef to the pot washer, you know. And uh, he said, that's a great, that's a great line, right? Why don't you say head chef to pot washer and then we did a C more and then uh, uh, we did a story about you know my my role chat to do and what we're trying to do and uh, it got loads of engagement because people were interested yeah another, another one um, i had was um and i don't know um which company did this but it was very clever um i don't know even know if uh, it, this must still be relevant but i'm showing my age um where's wally you know the the books of where's wally and you open it and just a mass of people and you've got to find wally on the page you take ages one of the guys literally did a where's wally post to promote the business that they're working for and there's everybody was sitting there going right where's wally where's wally and all this time the everyone's going one two seconds three seconds four seconds five seconds six seconds this is a really interesting post seven seconds eight seconds and i don't know this cock's ticking but i'm trying to find wally it's almost yeah. like game, gamification, you know, to get you the, up get the, the, the list. And it worked a dream. So, uh, Leo, yeah, I totally agree. A really good example of that would be, let's say, a talent
1: agency or uh, internal HR organisation, whatever it may be, wanting to, to get a post or more followers on, the, on their company page or more engagement if it's a startup, whatever it may be. Let's say a bit like you normally do a competition or something. So like share and comment three friends if, if you, you want the opportunity to win a day with our ceo or something like that because i think a lot of university students would love the opportunity to spend a day with a with a ceo um of, of, a, of a new startup or a mid-market company or an enterprise company and i think that's a great way of giving away a free product as such which doesn't cost the company anything but get getting an amazing engagement and um not necessarily doubt dwell time but you've got the likes, you've got the comments, you've got the shares, which is going to pump up the algorithm or something like the Where's Wally, where it's just dwell time, which is going to pump up the algorithm. So two different avenues, which work equally well, or obviously you can marry them together. And that's, that's where you get super success. And Stephen's, Examples on LinkedIn. I, I follow Stephen; incredible, and I don't think there's one post he's got which hasn't got the most incredible amount of engagement. And equally, passion and value and, and content for people. I I read steven's stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's really relevant to me.
0: And yeah, and and I, as well, as you mentioned earlier, consistency is very consistent. You no, know? exactly.
1: It's 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 all about consistency. I think on on LinkedIn is that that. The algorithm favors that as well, just really playing into its hands. They know that when Leo or Steven post, it's going to be a good post and people are going to enjoy it. So automatically it's it's going to be the top of everyone's news feed for days yeah. rather than, let's say, if I wasn't passionate, I wasn't consistent and I wasn't organic and I was sharing loads of links, I'm never going to get to the top. No matter how, if I'm the CEO of, of, of HSBC, I, I would not get to the top in comparison to Steven or yourself.
0: I think I think that's that's fair. And, and what people are are looking for when they want engagement is they want something from their post. They want some. They're, they're taking something from Stephen. Stephen's giving it out, or they're taking take something from me because so we're giving out information. And one of the things I've always said about content, and I think is I learned this from you know Gary Vaynerchuk, another master of this, um, is um, content's only any good if you're giving stuff. You've got to give people stuff. You know. So in your example for the content for an an hour or a lunch with the CEO of the company, you, you're giving away the CEO's time. And people are like, oh my god, yeah, CEO of this company, it's inspiring me. So think about that from a talent acquisition point of view. I could get an hour with the CEO of the company that I might apply for. You know, this guy, I'm going to be on this guy's radar. I'm not even on, in the business yet. So, but you are you are giving something away to the audience. You know, um, yeah. now that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, Let's talk about um, stories a little bit, uh, because um, and and some of the top hacks uh, we'll finish on. So um, one of the things that I've um, talked about is um, when when you want to create a, an employer brand. One of the things that that Chapter Two really uh, aim to do is uh, go into a business, and the value that we add is that we try to draw out. Um, the great stuff that your business does that probably doesn't see as um, that amazing because they do it all day, every day for their, their people anyway. But we draw out the amazing things that 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 you do within your business, and then we look to create and create film um, to articulate that to an audience that gives you that window uh, in which to be able to see see into what this company is looking or what you know is like to work for. So, as an example, we're hiring a huge number of um, technology, developers, DevOps engineers, software engineers, um, uh, .NET developers at the moment. Now, um, if I'm creating uh, a, a piece of content that's going to attract that type of talent, I'm probably not going to get their attention if I put a piece of content out there that's uh, looking to, that I would use and that's looking to hire client services people or account management people, because people react to different content. If I put content out there that, that articulates the type of tools and technologies that this uh, team worked with in the, in the DevOps team, the, the amount of terabytes and software platforms that they're engaged with, their ability to work in huge uh, technology environments with millions of you know trillions of terabytes, et cetera, et cetera, fast-paced um, uh, technology platforms, innovative products that are coming to market that can really be game changers for an industry um that would turn me on because I, if i'm a developer building these things uh, i know that the environment i'm going to go work in is a great environment they've got all the tools and the toys that i can play with and i'm creating stuff that actually makes a difference um, so so what i'm saying by saying that is by by dramatizing something as simple as the amazing working environment that these people work within bringing that out into a story and publishing that it might seem as just normal to the big corporate that are looking higher. Of course they work with X number of um, you know, terabytes. And look, of course they work with this number of data and this client, of course we have got 80 million data sets that we're, you know, going to, to work with him. But um, actually to someone they're looking to hire, they've got an 80 million set of data I can, you know, look to manipulate and work and productize. It would really turn them on. So I guess um, what I'm trying to say here is that, um, dramatizing the stories that they might not even think matter can make a huge difference to attracting uh, the right talent to their business, I think, and, and, and publishing that through LinkedIn and through stories.
1: Yeah, for sure, no, I, t- I totally agree. And um, I think it, is, it really goes back to that point that on LinkedIn, always speak to your audience, and always speak to your expertise, that if you are an expert in IT uh, for, for, for a global organization with a massive IT department, which is hiring and scale, Use your passion, use your expertise, and utilise LinkedIn Stories, for example, to, to post about that. Show off what you've got, but I, I, I wouldn't be posting about stuff if you weren't an expert at it, and, and, and that sort of thing. Really, really focus on what your expertise lies in, yeah. um, and like dramatise it. Really, really push it out there. And I think there's so many good examples. Again, let's let's use Stephen from a personal branding perspective um, as a what was he a 23 year old CEO? This is someone who's been there, he's done it. He he knows how to build a successful business and build a successful brand. So people listen to him for that reason because he's an expert. And it's like you were saying about the the developers, maybe they are hiring X number of developers, they're experts, they're gonna push out their knowledge. That would mean nothing to me personally, because I'm I'm not in the development slash IT world, but they're not looking to recruit me. They're looking to recruit the people who understand that language. So you like you say, it's really important for um, agencies like yourself that really help organisations speak the language that they're, they're looking to hire. Absolutely,
0: that's perfect. Thank you. So, LinkedIn top hacks. Um, uh, yeah, you mentioned Boolean as a as a, a platform that um, uh, you you can use if you might not have the budget, let's say, to get LinkedIn Recruiter, uh, like many employer brands of smaller companies don't have. So, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, for sure,
1: um, Leo. So, essentially. Boolean search gives you the ability to utilize what you traditionally be able to do on LinkedIn talent solutions, which the, the, the sort of premium flagship tool is recruiter or LinkedIn sales navigator. So it's great for recruiters and salespeople alike. And it's really utilizing the use of quotation marks. So if I was looking for um, uh, a developer in London um, and also Did some non-for-profit corporate social responsibility stuff using sort of uh, quotation marks and a variety of capitals such as and or or. You can really specify what's going to be coming up on from, from your search results um, rather than just searching in developer, because you're going to get thousands of different sort of results wow. that you'll never be able to get through. But this Boolean search, which we can share with the the, the listeners after, really enables you to break down and find it, it, it could be as minimal as 10 people that you want to. Want to look at so a developer in London who has done a lot of corporate social responsibility. You could find that through the Boolean search. You could also find it through talent solutions or sales solutions. But the difference is that one costs x x amount of hundred dollars a month. That one costs thousands of dollars a year. But the Boolean search is completely free and full stop. And I think it's a really great tool. And LinkedIn have it available so people can use it. Um, so it's it's a great hack for people to use. Um, I think another one on on that sort of element of, of utilising LinkedIn as a, as a free sort of solution, a free product, in comparison to this time not talent solutions, not sales solutions, but LinkedIn Premium. So we've all heard LinkedIn Premium. We've all got the messages from the sales sales guys at LinkedIn saying, "Pay forty nine dollars a month." You don't necessarily need to do that, and I really. Wouldn't recommend if you don't have unlimited funds, and at the end of the day, money doesn't grow on trees. It's, it's it's a lot of money to pay for that premium. Where I always sort of say to students, look, you're wanting to get into banking and finance or sales or I know that's super broad, but as an example, banking and finance. How can you message those people in banking and finance if they're not connected with you? Well, yeah, true, premium is great for that, but there's a better alternative which is completely free. If you all I, Leo, wanted to go into banking and finance. There's thousands and thousands of groups on LinkedIn, which are banking and finance groups. And once you're part of that group, you can message anyone in that group for free. It's a free message because you're part of the same group. And I think that's so fundamental because a lot of times you can send connection requests to... Um, I don't know. As as founder of Chapter Two, people might send you connection requests, but you're getting so many hundreds a week or a month that you might miss one, and it might be a really valuable contact. Uh, contact, but you miss it. But if you are in the same, let's say, recruitment group on LinkedIn, which are free to join, you literally can just go on the on the left sort of panel of, of your LinkedIn profile. You, you can see all the groups down there. Join a group that you're interested in, and
0: once you're in that group, you can message anyone in that group for free. That's amazing. Brad, thank you so much. Um, this this is the reason why I do this podcast. I'm going to be honest with you: is to to get people within the industry to share uh, ways and tips of how to get ahead when it comes to employee branding and and um, attracting talent to come work for your business. And obviously, LinkedIn uh, is the number one tool. We both we both uh, we both agree on that. And uh, if you have the budgets, you should definitely look to maximize your relationship with LinkedIn because you know i do uh, personally and through chapter two i do as well um but there are uh, if you don't have budget other ways and means to to get access to talent so i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time um it's uh, getting late and uh, i know you're a busy guy so i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to share your thoughts and your experiences and um i'm sure people will want to connect with you uh, once i put this out on linkedin i'm sure you'll you'll, you'll be cool if uh, they've got any questions or so
1: yeah, of course. Um, any, any questions, please um, send them across. I'd be more than happy to to have a conversation or a Zoom call. Um, and equally thank you, Leo. Um, I'm super excited to see where where you take chapter two. Um, really exciting journey. So good luck. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers, Leo, bye.